What's up, everybody? Welcome to Three Wide in the Middle. With me, of course, Thomas Brandon and my man Keith Bradley. Keith, what's up, man? What's going on, Tommy? No, not much. How how were how was your holidays? Hectic. Hectic. It was <laughs> not not as hectic as would flying to Mexico and all that stuff. <laughs> it, was, it was hectic. How was yours? Uh it was. I mean, obviously being in a different country traveling during the holidays it was crazy but um it was a lot of fun man we uh it's a mexico is an interesting experience i kind of i was talking about this last night to the guys in the voice chat during the the race or before the race last night and um anytime you go to another country like that that's not you know you have like your you know what they call like your developed nations first world nations right u.s canada you know uh britain you know all those big ones right and then when you go to some of these other ones that you know are just like one or two steps down right like a mexico or a brazil or or something like that it's it's so eye-opening um it's just uh yeah man it was just and and not in like a bad way or anything like that. It's just the culture shock and how different things are. Um, probably you know, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. Most people think of Mexico and it's like, you know, on the beach. They think like Cabo San Lucas or Puerto Vallarta. You know, they think like spring break, you know, places like that. Or they think like a, you know, like Tijuana, like a border town. And where we go, it's like central Mexico. It's like, It's kind of like high desert, you know, type climate you know, Savannah, that type of stuff where it's, it was 75 degrees during the day and then it's, you know, 40 at night. And it's, it's just very, it's, uh, it's like going back in time almost, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it was, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was definitely interesting. Um, it's first time we'd been there in five years. So it was, it was fun. It was cool. But uh, I'm definitely, definitely glad to get back. I had my fill of, of sitting around doing nothing. I just, I can only relax so much before I start going nuts. So yeah, it's good to be back. That nothing better than sleeping in your own bed. Oh man. You know, and dude, that's the thing, you know, we, we, we didn't have any internet and the internet that we ended when we finally got, got it up and going was, you know, I mean, it was really slow. You're, you know, like, 3g on your phone is faster than what we had you know and it's just there was just not a lot to do yeah you know and so after the first like week i was like well i'm rested up i want to (laughs) go to get back to work so yeah it was a it was a long three weeks but it was fun so yeah but we had some big news um while i was away and we had covered it in the last podcast episode we talked about kind of our uh, both being upset at where the cup cars were with what they were wanting to do with the 550 horsepower and the, you know, high downforce, you know, they had the like a seven inch spoiler back there or something like that. Well, luckily the, the teams had done a bunch, a uh, couple of tests at Charlotte motor speedway. And the last one that they did, they were trying different packages. And fortunately NASCAR, thanks to what sounds like a lot of feedback from the drivers, uh, came to their senses and uh just what was it what a couple of days before christmas had announced that the baseline package for this coming season will be a 670 horsepower uh engine with a four inch rear spoiler so i know me personally i'm definitely happy to hear that i was not a big fan of the 550 high downforce um what are what are you where are you at with that man um I, i'm a big fan of the high horsepower, low downforce, just because I feel like that puts the car in the hands of the driver, per se. Yes, absolutely. I'm I'm not a big fan of a low downforce, or a high downforce, low horsepower, because, I mean, it's asinine to go flat, flat out at every mile and a half, and there's no, I don't know, lifting involved, or anything to that nature if that makes any sense no absolutely man and look you even see that you know uh, if you look at formula one this next season that's one of the big things with their new car and new rules package and all the stuff that they're doing to their car and a lot of the drivers you know and they've only been in the sim so far they haven't even actually hit on track testing but 
that's one of the things that they're talking about is this new car with them is that it's not so much less downforce it's just different downforce and the car you're going to have to drive it it's really on limit a lot more you know you're going to see the thing starting to slide around a little bit more it's not just so glued to the ground yeah, I, I think I that's gonna, awesome i was gonna say i think it's gonna make the car a little more edgy yes and that's and a good thing be good especially because like just messing with the car in the sim mm-hmm. and granted take it for what it's worth it's not a complete build i don't think just driving around for 30 40 laps at say Atlanta or or even charlotte and not lifting till about lap 35 40 that's kind of boring yes and it, and it makes the racing dull it's a lot like racing a super speedway at every single track other than yes well and that's the thing too is that it it makes it to where you almost have to have another car with you can't win by yourself like you got to have a teammate or some other driver to draft with right to push you because as soon as you step out all of a sudden now you're losing that because now you're in dirty air and it's just it's just a it to me i i was never a fan of it i understand why nascar did it or why they were you know why they brand that in the past and why they were wanting to keep going with that um but i'm glad that they changed it now for me personally i would love to see them back to where they were you know it, it, in the you know early to mid 90s heck even late 90s when they were you know 700 800 horsepower i know that um we're not going to see that ever again probably which I, I understand because they want new manufacturers to come in manufacturers obviously you know when we start ta- looking at where the car's heading and everything like that it's hard for manufacturers to have you know an 800 800 horsepower racing engine so i get that but definitely 670 is much better than 550 and cutting that spoiler down by three inches is is definitely better so i'm I know I'm 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 really happy about what the cars are going to be racing like I'm I'm actually really excited to see um obviously you know the clash at the Coliseum just cuz that's going to be different you know it's I'm I'm interested to see that the Daytona 500 is the Daytona 500 so that's always a big deal no matter what's going on but you know the second week of the season is what I'm really looking forward to that's where I want to see how these things are going to be be performing and and I completely agree. Um, I think the what is it when they go to Auto Club and in Las Vegas and Phoenix that'll yeah. be that'll be I'd say the first real true test of the next gen car because I mean me personally I think the car is built for road course racing honestly. Um, yes, it looks like a Australian supercar. You know, I mean, that's... yeah, yeah, like a dumbed down version of uh-huh. it. I, but I'm excited to see him go to the Auto Club, Vegas, Phoenix. But I'm I'm more intrigued to see how it's going to run at Richmond, Martinsville, and Bristol. Yes, yes. And I gotta admit, I I do like the fact that it's going to be that's going to be the baseline package for every track. You know, it's other than Daytona and Talladega, which I like. You know, I. I when they started doing this package change and stuff for road courses and and mile and a half and short track you know like I I never really liked that that was always one of the things that um I liked about NASCAR in the early 90s when I you know I was I was a kid I was you know 10 11 12 years old but to me that was when I fell in love with it was the fact that they only had a couple cars right and you could run those cars at basically every track you know it, yeah. And when you get in later on, you know, mid to late 90s, all the money's coming in. Then all of a sudden, it's you've got these stables. And no, no, that's a short track car. And that's a speedway car. And to me, I like the fact that they've got this to where you can take the same car and run it at all the tracks. So I think that's a good thing to, you know, I know the their big deal for NASCAR is, you know, cost savings. I know the upfront cost for a lot of these teams right now is is huge. But hopefully we'll see. Um, not just more manufacturers, but hopefully we can see, you know, drivers, if you've got the talent and you can get a car together, right, you know, 
go out there and compete with the Hendricks and the Roushes. Like, hopefully you don't have to be part of one of these big, you know, super teams to to have some success. Well, and I, and I think they're all going to basically be running, well, no, they won't be the same engine that's in trucks. But it, yes. it'll be a lot closer because the cars will be uh, identical. Yes. That, I mean, the only thing that's going to be different is setup-wise. But it's going to put everybody damn near on a even playing field i feel yeah and like like with rick Ware racing i just I, I was just reading up on it that they uh they got some sort of an alliance with Stuart haas so i'm kind of curious to see how that's going to work out mm-hmm. um I, i'm i'm intrigued to see how the bump drafting is going to work with that big diffuser i'm i'm very very intrigued by it yeah i'm, I'm... Kind of on the same side though yeah I'm see, and that's something that's going to be really interesting, and we'll definitely kind of dive into that when we get to like Daytona and stuff. Because yeah, that's you know a lot of people think of downforce, and 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 for NASCAR for years, downforce has just been seal the car off, you know, get it as close as you can to the ground, and then get as much over the top of it to to suck it down. Um, it's it's been you know more about lessening the drag as opposed to increasing the downforce yeah they've got the you know if you look at last year's car the gen 6 car right where you've got the one side of the car that's flat and then the other side that's all protruded out for that side for you know all that stuff like that so with this and having that diffuser those diffusers are going to make a ton of downforce like any time that you can create downforce whether you're talking like um, ground effects, you know, venturi tunnels, diffusers. Anytime you're using the the side or rear or bottom of the car, excuse me, it just creates a huge amount of downforce. So it's going to be really interesting to see how they do that and how that how that comes about when they're racing like that. Yeah, and and, and it'll be. I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to uh, to see what kind of racing it produces with a bigger pack. I know they've been testing in packs, but not like a full field. Yes, that wise. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I guess the good thing is Tyler Reddick's team kind of showed that the turnaround time can be pretty quick on rebuilding a car. Yes. So that kind of that eases me a little bit going from the Coliseum to Daytona. Mm-hmm. That they got that car put together fairly quick, and and they're just going to get quicker as the season goes and and as it progresses. Yeah. Yep, exactly. So yeah, it's but gonna be interesting. While we're on the NASCAR subject, I just opened my computer up and I was reading on something. Matt De Benedetto finally found a ride. Oh, did he? He is going to run a full time truck this year for Rackley War. Oh nice. Yeah, I know he had been looking for one. De Benedetto, he's another guy that he I used to race outlaw carts with him, uh, up at Red Bluff. I, I like the guy. I I like the underdog guy, and I'm glad to see him lands on something. It might not be what he wanted, but unfortunately, a stupid quote got taken way too far. Yeah, like and it. that I I know it's the world that we live in now. Uh, yeah. You have to be you have to just be so careful what you say, and it's one of the reasons I think I think it's one of the things that we lost in NASCAR. Um, especially over the last, you know, few years, but it started happening towards, you know, man, you know, early mid 2000s where the drivers became so much more buttoned up, more, you know, it was, you know, everything's got to be uh calculated in what you say and how you how you act and, you know, a lot of people hate on Kyle Bush, but the bottom line is is if Kyle Bush was racing back, you know, in the 70s and 80s, right? If he was back then with the Earnhardts and the the Petties and the Pearsons and all them guys like that, he would have probably been celebrated for how he is, right? Because he's yeah. literally a throwback to an old school driver. He really and, is, whether you like him or not, he is. And, and that's what I like about Kyle yeah. Bush. I, I get a lot of heat cuz I like Kyle Bush. He's a hell of a race car driver. Yes. And and yeah, guys beat him up because he goes and runs in the trucks or the Xfinity cars. But like I tried to explain to a friend of mine that would always, he would always complain about Kyle Bush winning an Xfinity race. And it's like, dude, you got to realize 
he owns that equipment. Mm-hmm. In order to keep them big sponsors there, he's got to do it. You got to get in the truck or in mm-hmm. the Xfinity car and go run it and win to keep that revenue coming in yeah. with the big sponsors. Because, I mean, well, let's face it. Are they going to sponsor some Joe Blow? Probably not. Oh, hey, we got Kyle Busch. Okay, yeah, we'll throw millions at him and his yeah. team. Mm-hmm. But we want him to be in the car, too. So it's yeah. kind of like. I get it, but I, at the same time, it's kind of like, what the heck? It's like people were complaining about him going and running the Tulsa shootout this past week. And I think that I think it's awesome that I he think did that's that. awesome. Yeah, he, he's never raced a micro. He's not. He don't come from a dirt background. Uh-uh. And he's there racing with his boy, and then people are giving him hell, like, oh, he's dropping down in a series to go run. It's kind of like, dude, you don't realize him or some of the best micro racers in the country. Yes. Yes. He's just not going and beating up on a bunch of 12-year-olds and winning because he didn't. Yeah. And look, the bottom line is, and, and this is the cold hard truth, if Tony Stewart had done it, he'd be celebrated for it. Because Absolutely. everybody loves smoke, right? Like, he would be celebrated for it. And because it's Kyle Busch, people hate on him. And to me, I think it's awesome. You, when, we were, when I was running Outlaw Carts, every year when the Outlaws came and ran Silver Dollar Speedway, um, which is, you know, five minutes away from the outlaw, the outlaw cart track that we ran every single year. We would, you know, Dave Blaney, right? Like, you know, uh, Tyler Walker, when he was coming through, like these outlaw sprint car drivers would come and run an outlaw cart race with us. And it was awesome. Not, e- I mean, yeah, of course they're amazing drivers. They're on the freaking world of outlaws, right? Like they're they're gonna be good, right? I mean, those when you're that talented, you could pretty much drive anything. But we didn't care. We were just like, dude, we're on the track with Dave Blaney. Like this is awesome. You know what I mean? Like that. It was yeah. just it was just a cool experience. So I love stuff right. like that. And what I tried telling my buddy, I'm like, dude, you just gotta look at it from this way. Would you rather follow? some guy or some some guy coming up through Xfinity or a kid coming up through Xfinity, would you rather follow and learn from him or would you rather have a chance to race with Kyle Busch? You might not make it to Cup, but you have the chance to race against him, race with him, and follow him and figure out mm-hmm. what the heck he's doing. Yes, exactly. Me personally, I think it's good for the sport that them guys go down and run in trucks in Xfinity. Maybe not the whole season like you've seen Carl Edwards and Kevin Harvick do, but I mean... If you're going to complain about Kyle Busch dropping down and running, yeah, why, why not complain about Kyle Larson going and kicking everybody's ass on dirt? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, like it, the way it, he does. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense. Like, yeah. the, I think the argument's invalid, me personally. Yeah. yeah, no, it is. It's just it's people don't like him, and so it's you know they just look for they look for a, a target that they can attack, and then you know that's the one that they're going to use. And, so, yeah. and, and it worked for him because they changed the role because. A lot of the fans started complaining mm-hmm. that oh, we don't want to see Kyle Busch come down here and dominate. Well, yeah, that when when you have I don't know half the stands full for a bunch of people, no names racing, and then Kyle Busch shows up, and then it's almost packed. Yeah, it makes it. It's it like, makes it an it's event for the sport. It, yeah, I, but I'm one opinion. Yeah, yeah, me too. And look, I and I look, I'm not a huge Kyle Busch fan. It's not like I root for the guy. I mean, I don't hate him, but I don't. It's not like he's on my list of drivers that I root for. But I, to me, he is a racer. Like that's what he wants to do. That's what he, he doesn't care if it's got four wheels and a motor. He'll race it, and I love that because any of us who have ever raced or wanted to race or anything like that, at the end of the day, that's like it's just racing yeah i would dude i would love to be a professional race car driver i would love to be on the world of outlaws or you know nascar or something like that but at the end of the day if i can just race like i'm that's that's awesome you know i mean like i'll do it you know and that's to me what kyle bush does he just gets to do it at a much higher level because he's got the the ability and the means to do so and and i i completely agree with that so but yeah, well, it was actually a little lead, nice little lead in that you had there talking about Kyle Larson coming down and kicking everybody's butts because that is what we have the potential for this next week as we've got the Chili Bowl coming up. And it is a huge, huge event. It's probably, I, I mean, it, to me, it's the biggest 
not only is it the biggest midget race of the year, but I think it has become one of the top dirt races of the year. Like, I think you really have to put it on that short list of events, right? When you talk about, you know, the big events, the crown jewels, right? When you look at it from a dirt racing perspective, you know, where you've got the dream or you've got uh, the King's Royal, the um, Four Crown Nationals or Knoxville Nationals, right? These huge events that you, you go and run and if you can win at, you are literally immortalized as someone who's won this amazing incredible event and the chili bowl is going to be kicking off here this next week we've got five nights of qualifying and then saturday night we'll have the final night where they run all of the mains they got they broke another record i mean it seems like they break the record every year with the entries i think this year it's like 380 or something like that something just yeah, astronomical 400. yeah it's something astronomical and after the break me and keith are going to be breaking down the chili bowl and we're going to be doing our own little chili bowl driver draft to see who can pick the five best drivers to have the best finish in this year's chili bowl and so that'll be coming up right after this all right, everybody. So what we're going to be doing, me and Keith, are going to be doing a five-driver draft. So we've got 380 to choose from, but we're going to choose five drivers. We're just going to do this kind of like a snake or rotisserie, whatever you want to call it, where you'll go first and I'll go and we just go back and forth until we pick our drivers. Um, and basically, the, the way that it's going to work, you guys, it's pretty simple. Um, we're just going to take the uh, the final standings on saturday starting with you know the feature race the the main event right the guy who wins that is number one and then just going all the way down through to i don't know they'll have like an f main or something like that two yeah. f mains you know so all the way through and that'll just be the ranking of it and then whoever you'll take all five drivers get their final standings add it all up whoever's got the lowest number wins uh and for the prize is uh nothing so <laughs> bragging rights but uh the only other twist is that if you have a driver who wins the a main of their preliminary night so they win the preliminary night that is a one point reduction so because we're trying to get the lowest number so that's it everything else is pretty much going to be straight up just based on saturday so before we actually dive into uh the draft um what who do you think keith because I'm, I'm sure some of these drivers are going to be people that you're wanting to to pick on your team which i'm sure we've got probably pretty similar lists but who who do you like in terms of just overall to not just win but have a good have a good showing because just making the feature on saturday in this event is a really big deal and it, it it's it's tough that I'm gonna pass up this guy to pick this one, but I, I think Christopher Bell's gonna be one one to keep an eye on. Yes, he was close to winning last year. Um, I think he won a Decoin, which is a good tune-up, I would say, for the Chili Bowl. He's just when it's indoor season, Christopher Bell turns it up a whole nother level. Yes, he does, and um. He has obviously had very good uh, showings. I mean, he's won won the damn thing. Uh, what he won it three times or four times? I mean, he's won it a bunch. Um, he had that streak there where he just well, I mean, well, basically the last six years, seven years, he's been on that that short list of drivers who can win it. I mean, he's just he's been that good. So yeah, that's definitely. Definitely as uh someone to watch out for. Um, I was I gotta tell you, I although I don't think he's got a shot to win it. I mean, well, I mean, I shouldn't say that. I mean, he's he's freaking. Hey, anything could happen. Yeah, he's a ten-time World of Outlaws champion. I I was happy to see Donnie Shots was going to be running it this year. So I know he I know he missed out on it um, last year. So I was happy to see that he was going to be running it this year. I always like what that was one of the things that. I love about the chili bowl. And it's funny, you, you know, last night during my live stream, um, oh my God, I, I'm so sorry that I can't remember his name, but the, 
we had in my live stream there was a guy his grandparents are the ones who started this thing they they're the ones who who do it they put it on um and i'm so drawn a blank on his name and that's going to drive me nuts i remember seeing it and I, yeah he, we were I talking about it in my live stream but i heard his name i'd know it <laughs> yeah i know and it's driving me nuts but i remember that was one of the big talking things that i that or that i was mentioning was the fact that i just love the fact that if you are a race car driver right i mean and not just a dirt driver but if you're just a a race car driver if you're in that 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 higher up echelon like you're running the chili bowl like the the people who come and run the chili bowl that are not midget drivers i mean obviously right to have you know almost 400 entries but you got you know whether it's winged sprint car drivers non-winged sprint car drivers you got pavement guys who come and run the chili bowl i mean you just have such a variety of drivers who show up to run the chili bowl um it just makes it such a unique event and to me i i've been to it a couple of times uh i think three or four times three times three times i've been to it three times and it's one of my favorite it's one of my favorite weeks of the year um in terms of you know being there in person to me if you are if you are a dirt racing fan even if you you're not a midget fan if you're just a fan of dirt racing the chili bowl is one of those events you've got to go to i i completely agree i mean i've never been there yet every time i go to buy the tickets they're always sold out so i mean you gotta buy them dang near a year in advance yes but maybe hopefully once when COVID calms down and in my work schedule can jive with the chili bowl, I, I hope to make it there in the next year or two. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. It's just so cool. And when I went um, and when we were racing in it, when we were running in it, they only had, I think three qualifying nights and now they're at five, right? I mean, you, it, it starts on Monday and it goes all the way through Saturday. And it's just five nights or, you know, six nights, excuse me, of freaking racing. It's just awesome, man. It's just, it's just oh, awesome. Spectacular. Yeah. It, I think it's one of the most prestigious dirt races of the year. Yeah. It it's because it happens once a year and it draws, oh my, like 400 cars every, mm -hmm. every year. Yeah. It keeps getting bigger and bigger. And then this year with them lowering the age, it's just going to continue to get bigger. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm definitely looking forward to it. And, uh, and yeah, so, so let's get this, let's get this party started, Keith. All right. So you got almost 400 people to choose from and you got the first, <laughs> you got the first pick. So who's going to be your first pick here on our chili bowl driver draft? Well, I mentioned him just a little bit ago. My first pick is going to be Christopher Bell. All right. I, I, I had a feeling that your pick was going to be one of two. It was either going to be Christopher Bell or Kyle Larson. And I was like, if, it's whichever, obvious. Yeah. Whichever one, <laughs> whichever one he doesn't take, that's who I'm taking. So, so, all right. Well, if you're taking Bell, then I'm taking Kyle Larson. And I, I'm, I gotta be honest with you, even though Larson's won the last two, um, to me, I obviously Kyle Larson can win it again, but I'm with you, man. Um, I don't know why, but I just have a really strong feeling about Christopher Bell this year. I don't know why. I just feel like he's going to be like the guy to beat. And I well, could be absolutely wrong, but. What really solidified my choice on, on Christopher Bell is he, he jumped in an RMS midget, which is completely different than what he runs with Keith Coons. Yes. I mean. They're they're basically the same, but it's a whole new team. He's never worked with these guys before, and he he went out and and dominated at the coin, and it, that right there is like, all right, he he's probably gonna run at least second at the Chili Bowl. Yes, yeah, he's uh, he he's just he's I can't say that so he's gonna there. flat out go out and win just because I mean you gotta have so much luck. Yeah, well, absolutely. Well, and look, if you look at the last five years, it's been won by Christopher Bell and Kyle Larson. Bell won at 17, 18, 19. Larson's won at 20 and 21. So, I mean, like, those two 
have really showed themselves to be the guys to beat. So, yeah, either one of them is definitely a, definitely a good pick. All right, so we both have our first picks in. You got Bell, I got Larson. Who do you got with your second pick? So my second pick, and this probably ain't going to come to any surprise to anybody that knows who I am, is Timaz. Oh! He, he had, a I think, a, a really good showing last year, and the car ended up breaking. They ran a different type of material on, I think, a hub, and it broke on him. Yeah, he was fast. And was it last he year or the really year before? Fast yeah. prelim last year. And was it last year or the year before that he won Gateway? Because I remember he won Gateway Nationals leading up to Chili Brown. Um, I can't remember if it was last year or the year before. I think it was last year. It was either yeah. last year or the year before. I don't yeah. know. The I remember he had won at Gateway because I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, <laughs> Timez is coming in on fire. Yeah, then, that's, then a, that's in, a good pick, man. And then came into the Chili Bowl and won his prelim night, and it was like, holy, he's quick. Yeah. And then he, they broke apart because, I mean, yeah. it's damn near an open rule book for the Chili Bowl. So Yeah, oh, my God, dude. Oh, my God. You say <laughs> that. Dude, when we were doing it, when we the first year that we ran Chili Bowl, I'll I'll never forget this till the day I die. Um, we were taking four cars, and Chili Bowl, you can run a. I think it was a wider rim, so your 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 wheels could be wider than what USAC allows, if I'm remembering this correctly, on the rear. And our team owner, crew chief, head guy, you know, Terry Caves. He was not interested in spending a ton of money. And so I had to make all the wheels. Now, for those of you who have never made a wheel before, let me tell you how this works. You take two halves and you have to put it together and then you have to silicone the seam. And I made like 50 freaking wheels, man, because it was the right rear and the left rears. And you're taking all these different halves and you're measuring them and you're doing because obviously you're not just it's not like you're just making. okay, let's just make 50 new right rears. It's hey, man, we need, uh, you know, we need so many three inch offsets, so many four. You know what I mean? Like you've got different offsets. You've got different all this different stuff. And I sat in there for like four straight days hunched over making freaking <laughs> wheels man and i'm like why are we doing this and terry's like well you can run these wheels at the chili bowl and i was like so what do we have to do what do we do with them afterwards he's like you're gonna take them all apart and put them back the way they were and i'm like are you freaking kidding me man i was like dude you guys don't pay me enough for this man I'm like, this is ridiculous so yeah i'll never forget that man because yeah the chili bowl is the one place you could do that at you know it's like like you said it's like an open rule book on stuff so yeah, it was uh it was definitely an experience. I did not, I definitely earned my my $200 paycheck that week. So. <laughs> it's, it's a lot like uh JJ Yaley showing up with a bicycle wheel on his left front. Seriously, uh, man. Yeah. Cuz I think they even tested and, and they didn't let him do it. They had a ski on the left front before the bicycle wheel. <laughs> I just, can see that. Because, well, I can tell you right now, there's times where you, the left front don't ever touch the ground at the Chili Bowl. It's right. just carrying the whole time, yeah. So, all right. So, T-Mez is your second pick. That's a good pick. I I like I like T-Mez. He's one of those guys that I think on any given night can win any race. He really has that kind of speed. I know a lot of times it's, you know, the people make checkers or wreckers or stuff like that. But he really has that kind He's of speed. He's a real man. Yep, he is. He is. So I, I like that pick, man. That's a good one. Um, my second pick, I dude, I've I've been kind of struggling with who because there's so many people that I want to pick. But for my second pick, I'm gonna go with my man Rico. I I, I like Rico Abreu. Um, I like he it. always does good here. He's won the Chili Bowl a couple of times, and he basically has owned his qualifying night like i think it's the last five straight years or something he's won the wednesday night qualifier 
yeah so he always does really good here man and so that's i'm gonna go with rico i i plus i like rico I'm, i've always I, you know i like rooting for him he's just one of those guys that's just How good can you not be a fan yeah of rico, yeah you know what i mean so so i got him with my second pick um so for my third pick man i'm glad there's about 400 people to choose from yeah <laughs> <laughs> i know there's i'm so gonna many. take Justin grant okay uh he ran really well last year i thought for sure he was gonna win the dang thing him and i think him kyle and christopher bell raced for the lead for what seemed like 20 25 laps yes and and I think Justin Grant's going to be just as fast, if not maybe a little bit faster this year. Yes, yeah, he he's been. I mean, he, like you said, he was faster last year. I mean, he's been fast in 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 everything this year. And and it was a toss up on who to pick there. And yeah, and I think Justin Grant's going to be a lot faster this year, just because it's his second time at the Chili Bowl with RMS. Spent all year with them traveling with USAC. So they've meshed, they know what to do. They know what Justin can do. And, and I, I feel like he, he's, he's going to be fast at Yeah. As they unload the car. Yep. All right. So you got Justin Grant on your third pick. All right. So my third pick and I'm picking him because I, for, for a couple of reasons. Yes. I actually believe he can have a very good finish, even though this is his first chili bowl. Um, but also I sentimental favorite. I just want to root for him and I want him on my team. Um, and that I'm going with my, with my boy, Ryland gray. So for those of you guys it. who don't know, Ryland is, uh, he, he's young. He's a, he's a kid. He's like, he's what, he's 16, like, what, 15. <laughs> he, he's a, he's a kid, uh. but, um, he actually, he really impressed me at gateway man coming from the back and finishing. 10th or 11th the way he did he he actually had a very good run there he's been doing really really good in the midgets and so for those of you guys who don't know rylan is actually on my sim racing team uh braced with him on the sim for a long time now and i just i i want him on my chili bowl roster too so i'll be rooting like for him anyways but yeah i wanted to grab him because uh yeah it'll just be if if he i was talking about it last night if rylan can in pretty much like we just said a few minutes ago if you make the the final main event, right? If you make the A main on Saturday, That's I mean, that is, oh my God, it's, it's a huge accomplishment. Like we were talking about, like I was talking about Donnie Schatz, right? Donnie Schatz is a 10 time world of outlaws champion and the guy can drive anything. I, I mean, he, if you, you'll see him in the midget, he's a phenomenal driver. I watched him, you know, put it on people in, in dirt late models too. Like the guy can drive and he, his best finished is like, seventh place in the b main on saturday right you're talking about who a lot of people out there will consider the goat in wing sprint car racing and his best finish is a top 10 in the b main so to make the feature is a huge accomplishment and i i think if rylan can make the b main that is huge i mean that's huge and i do think he has the has the chance to to have a good showing, and like I said, just sentimental favorite. I want to, I want to pull from even more, so I gotta, I gotta throw him on my team. I, I, I like the pick. I was contemplating that myself, but what really shied me away from it, and this is no takeaway from Rylan. Yes, is I, I, I would, I like to have them veteran guys that can deal with the mm. men, mental stress that it's going to take. Yeah, because I mean, you show up Monday and you might not race till Thursday, but you got to sit there and you just got to wait and wait. Mm -hmm. and, and then when your night comes, it's heat race after heat race. I mean, you're going to have twelve heat races probably. Yep. And it's just a mental toughness. But I feel like if Ryland can come out and run well and run good, make it to the B main. And if you don't make it out of the B main, you had one hell of a weekend. Yep. Because, I mean, let, let's face it, there's like what, a, a G main? There's going to be a, a – yeah, there's going to be probably gonna a be a shitload of, of uh, last chance qualifier races. Yeah. And if you, if you can do what Ricky Stenhouse Jr. did it last year, he ran the soup and missed the show by one spot. Yeah. So I feel like if he can make it to the B main, that, that'll feel like a win for him, for his family. 
Oh yeah. For, for Dave Darland, who's been helping him out. And mm -hmm. Which is huge. I, I mean, you're talking about someone in the non-wing space. Yeah. With a bunch of drivers on it. He He's on there. Like I got it broke down to tier one, two, three. And yeah. So on and so forth. And I got him on there with a star. Yeah. I was going to use it as a black, as a, uh, dark horse pick mm -hmm. but i it it kept pulling me away that the just the fact that it's going to be his first time and that's, that's tough man it's tough that's not taking no ability away from no. island but so no it's it, tough dude don't, don't take it the wrong way bud i still yeah. like you and i i'll still talk to you tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> no you're right though it's tough man i remember the first year that we went to chili bowl and you know uh we were like i said we were taking four cars we had three drivers that were confirmed when we went back there and we were taking a fourth car to sell the ride. So Terry had actually taken that fourth car and he was like, yeah, I'll sell the ride. If somebody comes by, he's like, there's usually drivers looking for a ride. If someone comes by, I'll sell them the ride for the weekend and then we'll, we'll take care of the car. They just drive it. And so we went there with four cars, three of them confirmed. And we had uh, John Sorali, who was a regular midget driver for us at the time, who had been doing really good out here on West doing Western states and BCRA. He had won a bunch of races and stuff like that. We had uh, Shane Matthews, and that's this was his first Chili Bowl, and this was his still his first season in midgets. And then we had Tim Kading, and Tim Kading, you know, you're talking about someone who's won on the World of Outlaws. He had never been to the Chili Bowl, right? Like he had never ran it. And we ended up getting our fourth driver. We got was, um. I can't remember his first name, but it's actually, uh, you know, Shane Stewart, the sprint car driver. It was his little brother, I believe, is who that was. That's awesome. Yeah, and he had come by, and we actually ended up selling the ride. He actually, you know, got the ride, and he, and he ran for us. And we, it was so, and like I said back then, there was only, I think it was three qualifying nights, and it was so much going on. And when you get to that, you know, like you said, you could be sitting around for a couple of days waiting for your qualifying night, and then you got all the heats and you got everything. But when you get to that that Saturday, and we had drivers who were coming through the soup, man, it's nonstop. Like it's like boom, boom, oh, it, boom, boom. It, I've I've never raced in anything that big or take took part in anything that big, but knowing that you have to have mental toughness that oh whole man entire week. Yeah, and, and I think that's going to be the only downfall to Ryland. I think he's got the ability to do it. He proved it at the indoor races this year. Yeah, but so. with something to this magnitude, it it just shied me away from yep. it. So, but yeah, so that's that's going to be my number three pick. All right, so who do you got with your fourth pick? Ooh, so this is this is where it starts to get tough because you got two picks left and yes, three hundred and. 95 people <laughs> people to go to yeah <laughs> but i'm going with uh tanner thorson ah oh, damn it <laughs> he was fast last year he was he was fast the year oh. before and and man i just i think i think tanner thorson's gonna have a hot rod this year Ah oh, man, dude, oh, he was on my short list of people, man. Ah, <laughs> oh, dang it. Yeah, I think Thorson's gonna be fast, man. He, I, yeah, you know, another driver who had another really good year this year. I think he's gonna be fast. He seems to have good speed, man. At at the Chili Bowl, you know, I, yeah, I. That was somebody. He was on my short list, man. Damn it. All right, all right. Well then, all right. So with my fourth pick, I'm. I gotta kind of change things up now. All right. So I'm going to take, ooh, man, this is tough. Because <laughs> I'm debating between a couple of guys. All right. Um, actually, you know what? I, I'm going to take, I'm going to take Brad Sweet. I like it. You know what? I he, like he was running really, really good. He would, he should have won his qualifier last year. Um, he was, he was really fast. You know, before that, that, that tangle up that, you know, broke the car and stuff. So I, I actually think he's going to be, you know, I don't know if he'll be in contention to win, but I know last year he was one of the guys to beat on this qualifying night. And to me, if you can get out of, if you can make Saturday or right, not even make the feature, but just put yourself in the B main on Saturday from your qualifying night, then that to me is that's kind of like the 
you the, set yourself up for exactly success. yeah because there's there's just so much that can happen man and you know like you were talking about ricky stenhouse jr i that's to do that kind of a run is incredible and it's so hard to do because like with this many drivers and this many good drivers you know every single you're talking about you're going to see some of the best drivers on dirt and they're going to be in the c main the d main you know what i mean like it's just going to be stacked constellations so yeah i'm gonna take brad sweet i think he's gonna have a, like a much better year this year and, and the good thing is with brad sweet he he comes from a midget background yeah exactly so it ain't like he's stepping in foreign mm-hmm. territory yeah he won midget races at usac yep. level so i like that pick all right all right you got one more pick your fifth and final pick man this is where it gets tough but I think I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot from the hip on this one. It's gonna be somebody probably that you might you might be like, wow, I can't believe you picked him. But I'm going with JJ Yaley. Yes, I'm glad you did that. <laughs> okay, I was just I, hoping I mean, you weren't gonna take my last guy. <laughs> I, it's hard to not when you go to the Chili Bowl. It's hard to not pick JJ Yaley because he's had a lot of success at the Chili Bowl. He he didn't last year, but that's the Chili Bowl. Yes. I mean, you, you got to have every domino fall your way to get where you need to go. And and he's in a better ride this year. He's in a faster car. Um, and he's a veteran. And he, he's absolutely, I think he's won the Chili Bowl a couple times. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I like JJ Yaley. That's a good pick, man. I like that pick. Uh, he's, JJ Yaley's good, man. He's fast. JJ Yaley is another one of those guys who I personally when he's in a good ride, he's he's one of those guys that I think can win like any night that he's out there. You know what I mean? Like I some of the best dirt races that I've ever witnessed in my life had JJ Yaley in it. I mean like it just I'll never forget I've talked about it numerous times before. The night I watched him at Manzanita Speedway down in Arizona was one of the greatest dirt races I'd ever seen by a driver. And he put on an absolute clinic in that non-wing sprint car. It was incredible, man. Absolutely incredible. Not a lot of people know that J.J. Yaley used to be a stud in a non-wing sprint car. Oh, dude. He was the man. A midget. Yeah. When he was in a new sack. I mean, he he was a force to be reckoned with. I mean, how do you think Joe Gibbs found him? Because he was driving for Tony Stewart, for one. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing that gets, is really sad with a lot of these guys who will make the jump to NASCAR and then they don't have, you know, the huge successful careers is a lot of people think of him as like, oh, well, that guy's not very good. And it's like, no, you, you know, people think like that where talk about jj yaley or you talk about like a jason leffler or a kenny Irwin jr right where it's like no you gotta understand these guys were dominant like they were they were the man like when they showed up at the track you're like damn it i guess we're racing for second time like it was like that's how good they were so yeah i like that pick man that's a that's a pretty cool one dude i actually had um i had some some sentimental picks on my list and he was one of them. I had three of them. There was, I had JJ Yaley and it's kind of funny that we were just talking about, you know, guys moving up the cup. Cause I had JJ Yaley, Ryan Newman and Casey Kane. Those were my three. Picks. He and, and I was, I was bounced between JJ and Casey. Yep. And then it's like, all right, well, sunshine's still there. But then again, it's kind of like, well, I don't want to be that guy and pick every top dog. It's like, ah, eh. Go with yeah. the J.J. Bailey type of guy. Yeah. Because I, so. I even had Parker Price Miller in that same conversation. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I like that pick. It's actually funny that you mentioned Sunshine because that's my fifth pick. I was hoping I, you weren't going to take him. I was hoping you weren't going <laughs> to take him, man, because you had uh, already gotten Tanner Thorson. I was like, oh, please don't take Sunshine. So, yeah, I'm going to take him. have a, a team full of studs. I, I know. So no, I I was I was hoping I was hoping to get him. Um, like I said, he was he was on my 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 short list, and yeah, I I mean, 
Sunshine is obviously incredible. We talked about the year that he had his first year with the wing cars, you know what I mean? Moving over and running the all-stars and, you know, the plan was for them to dip their toe in and he goes out and wins the all-star championship and just has an, an incredible season and a, a, a year that, that most drivers would dream of. And he had that in his first year in the wing car. And he is, he's always been, you know, over these last few years, he's always been one of my go-to guys to watch in the midgets and the, the non-wing sprints. And so I'm going to take him with my fifth pick. I think he, I think he's going to have a really good showing this year at the chili bowl. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. It, it's hard to bet against sunshine anyway. Yeah, I it mean, is. He's just really, it really good. Anytime he shows up, you got to put him in your top two. He's either going to win or he's going to finish second or third. Yeah. Yeah. He's, He's really He's good, man. Talent. I mean, he really is. Uh-huh. He is. Yeah, he really is, man. And so he's going to be my fifth pick. I think he's going to have a really good uh, a really good Chili Bowl this year. So It kind of blows my mind that neither me or you didn't pick Buddy Kofoid, the back champion. I know. And I, I had him on my list, but... One of the reasons I didn't want to pick him was because, and it was kind of like what you were talking about. I was like, oh man, I don't want to have just a bunch of USAC guys, you know what I mean? Or people who are like known for right. it, you know what I mean? So that's why I was trying to get, you know, I, 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 and obviously, you know, I, I was trying to make a yeah. couple interesting picks. Yeah. Like... You know, I wanted to make some, some, some changes to change it up. And so, so yeah, I had what my list kind of the way that I broke it down was, is I had my list of like my, you know, go to, USAC guys where you're talking like, you know, Kofoid, Sunshine, you know, Thorson, all Justin Grant, like those guys, you know. And then I had kind of like my wild cards, which were, you know, Rico, Brad Sweet, uh, like I said, Casey Kane, Ryan Newman, Ryland, you know, those guys. So and, and and you know, I had him penciled in and I was gonna pick him and I completely overlooked it. I think and and I'm not picking him, obviously. Yeah. Um I, I think Chase Briscoe is gonna have a good good showing. I think he is too, man. I, you know, there's, there's a, a a bunch of guys that you know when you start actually going through the list of drivers running, there's a ton of them that you would look at and you're like, I would not be surprised if he not just had a good running, but won, right? Like when you start looking at just the the number of of good drivers right in this and it's just i i'm with you man i think chase could absolutely have a good show and, and i based that sheerly on the fact that he almost wanted to coin yes he gave mm-hmm. christopher bell run for his money till he bobbled twice i think one into one but yep yeah i'm with you man i'm actually i'm i'm actually really interested to see how chase elliott does this year at the chili bowl and now that he's yeah. had like a year on, you know, dirt racing, you know, I mean, he's actually yeah. running the sprints and the midgets a whole lot more. I'm going to be interested to see just how much better he is this year. And, and you know, I think it helps that he went out to the West Coast. Yes. And ran the, mm-hmm. the exact West Coast swing with him. I think, I think it'll be better for him. He'll have a better understanding of what's going on. I mean, you can't question his mental toughness because he no, raced. Obviously car. not. I mean, he's got that in the bank, but I mean, it it shows that the best in the world don't always make the biggest show on the stage, and and with the Chili Bowl, like I've been saying, it's it's a whole lot of luck. Yes, one one mistake and it'll set you back deep into the soup bowl. Yep, yeah, it, you're right, man. You know, when you look at just how many cars, how small of a track it is. I mean, you know, and Luckily, you know, one of the good things is, and, and I noticed this the years that we went, is the track gets pretty racy pretty fast. Um, yeah. yeah, there it's are times where it's like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, there are times, you know, the, that I've watched races there where it's like, ah, it's kind of just, you know, eh, just like, you know, everyone's just kind of rolling bottom or something like that. But for the most part, it's usually a pretty racy track. So, no, I'm with you, man. I think the, I think it'll be interesting to see. And, you know, like we were talking about, there's just when you look at the number of drivers that are there, 
and and talented drivers, right? I mean, you know, like we were talking about, you know, Casey Kane. Casey Kane's running. I he the year that we ran, I watched Casey Kane lay down one of the greatest qualifying laps I've ever seen, and his front wheels never touched the ground except for the the slight second that he lifted to turn the car into the corner. And it was incredible. It was like a uh, at the time, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, it was like track record. You know, like he broke the record. And, you know, he's been running a lot more dirt this year. And i am he's another one that it would not surprise me to see him do good. Brady Bacon, right? We didn't even talk about, we didn't even talk about Brady Bacon. You know what I mean? Like, that's another driver. List, which is kind of surprising. Yeah. Like, like my my other guy that I was going to pick fifth is was Spencer Baston. I think with Spencer, he, he's yes. a mid- he comes from midget racing before he went wing racing like everybody else seems mm-hmm. like he's in a better car this year too and and that's the biggest thing like yeah you wouldn't think like oh you can just show up with a midget well no you got to have a, a fairly decent car and a fairly decent setup underneath you because let's face it it you make one bobble and you're not talking about losing one spot yes. you're going to get freight trained exactly multiple spots and and unfortunately um i think that's what happened to him last year or that or he got caught up in a crash i can't remember but i i think he's going to be good one of the ones to watch i i think chase randall's going to be another one and he's a close friend of mine and i feel bad for not picking him so chase if you listen to this <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it's hard to not pick the guys that i picked it, it obviously i mean and those guys have had so much success you know it's hard it's hard to not just pick chalk you know what i mean like it, right. there's a reason why handicappers handicap you know what i mean there's a reason why you got to lay the extra money to to bet the favorites and but they're they're favorites for a reason you know they're they're freaking good um they're they've been the they've been the class of the field not just you know recently these last few years at the chili bowl but you know just on dirt in general for the last few years so Right, yeah. and and I'm real excited to watch it this year because I mean it's it's gotten a heck of a lot bigger than last year and the year before last, and yes. it's going to continue to grow and grow. And I think the best thing that they could have done this year was drop the age limit so you can get your Ryland Grays in there, yeah, mm-hmm. get some of these micro guys that just raced at Tulsa showing up and and jumping in a midget for the first time at the chili bowl which sounds so intimidating but having the success at the Tulsa shootout can translate over too oh yeah and look man those guys especially those guys when they're you know that are running the higher classes at the Tulsa shootout right when you're talking like the 600s and stuff like that they're you know that track is so small you're not talking about a huge difference in terms of lap time and speed Right. If you really break it down, it's not. I mean, you're not going to use the full power of the. No, uh, -uh, you know, so. So I think it's awesome that we can see drivers do that, you know, like get get somebody like 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 a Ryland. Right. But there's there's a ton of them this year that are doing that. So I think it's really cool that they did that Um, because I remember when we did it, uh, Shane had to be emancipated, I believe, to Uh, even. Right. Yeah, I think. Well, I remember he had to be emancipated to run the BCRA and the uh, Western States out here because he was only like 15 at the time. And then by the time we got all the way through the year and stuff like that, then we were able to run Chili Bowl. And I can't remember yeah. if, if that was why he was able to run it or not. But yeah, I, I'm with you. I think it's great that they did that. Brian Clawson had to do the same thing when he moved over here to run USAC. Yep. He had same same thing. Yep. So, but uh, let me ask you this. Yeah. Will we see Kyle Busch in the Chili Bowl next year? I I got to be honest with you. I'm shocked that he's not running it this year. I really I, am. I really am. I thought when I had heard that he was running Tulsa Shootout, I thought I was like, oh, crap. Is he going to run the shootout and then run Chili Bowl? Like, I thought that that was kind of why he was doing it. So I'm surprised that he didn't run it this year. I will not be shocked at all if he's running it next year. Did, did you happen to see him in his heat race where he was just ripping the top? Yeah, dude. The, he's <laughs> He's incredible, man. He really is. The guy's insane. First time in a micro. First yeah. time 
at the Tulsa Expo Center and just flat out rips the top and blows past some well-known micro racers. Yes. And, and that's like, no way. That ain't the Kyle Busch that races in Cup. Yeah, and, and that's a big deal. You know, those micros, that's the thing a lot of people don't realize about micro racing, man. Those micro guys are good, especially the ones who kind of stick around in micros. Because, dude, most people, most people think of micros and they're like, oh, that's like a cheaper form of rate. Dude, those micros are like fifty, sixty thousand dollars 60000 I mean, they're, yeah. it's insane the money that those, that those when, guys will spend on those cars. When Mason Hannigan told me the price. Oh, I, my I, God. I, shorts. I was like, yeah, there's no way. Like, dude, I raced a non-wing sprint car, which is, I think, by far the most expensive. And it's like, yeah, that's comparable to what? Yes, absolutely, man. Four ten non-wing car. Yeah. And and I mean, if you even look at it, look at Emerson Axel. That's where he came from. Yeah. Jason Burley. That's yep. where he came from. Yep. No, the micros really have become that that stepping stone to and that next level. And micro racing is just getting bigger. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, they're racing for what was it this past year? They're racing for twenty grand to win yes. a micro race up here in Indiana. Mm-hmm. That is mind blowing. Yep. No, it they really have gotten a lot bigger, even out here on the West Coast. And and for a long time, they were kind of an afterthought out here on the West Coast. There was only they only ran two classes of them. You had the two fifty class and the six hundred class. Like that was it, and it was both winged and you know, they would show up and run and normally they were relegated to run on like a Sunday afternoon and there would only be like 15 cars. Like it was, it was kind of an afterthought. And now you look at it and they're, they're huge, but like, like we were saying, they've really become that stepping stone to the next level. I mean that, you know, Brad Sweet, when we were running outlaw cars with him, that's what he, you know, he went and started running micros, you know, when he was like, 12 or something like he was like he, he was he was like 12 or 13 or something like he was hella young still but that was at the time you know there was no other where to go you know because we had a lot of people who had actually tried to go from outlaw carts to a 360 or 410 wing sprint car and Ooh. it's Ooh, it very tough because and one thing people don't understand is when you go from a car that is a just it's rigid there's no suspension and then now you're talking about driving something that not only has a suspension right where you're talking about torsion bars and shocks and stuff like that but something that wings over it's a completely different feel you're right you're not just manhandling it you're trying to actually get that thing you want it to to roll over and set and all this stuff it's just so different and, oh, and then you gotta drive it with the left rear and yeah, you know, and so yeah, and so for people to start realizing like, hey man, we gotta find a stopgap in there, and I think that's why you've seen the 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 boom with the micros, especially out here on the West Coast. And to me, I think it's great. I think it's awesome. So, oh, I love it. Yeah, and honestly, when I was coming up through racing, and I I wish I would have went to the micro because I went from go karts straight from go-karts to 1000 cc mini sprints and i wish i would have went to a 600 micro yes before 1000 because i i i damn near went in blind yeah yeah I've never a wing car i mean a wing car is a wing car in my opinion well they drive different yeah they will because of the horsepower difference but i had no clue what i was doing I was a lost ball in high weeds and I only <laughs> for a year. And then it was like, all right, guys are putting 10 to $20,000 in these motorcycle engines. Let's, if we're going to stick this into a motorcycle engine, why, why don't we just stick it into a, a sprint car? Yeah. So it, it was short lived, but I wish I would have stopped at the micro and then went to the mini sprint and then followed the stepping stone. But the, the micros weren't, they were big, but they weren't like as big as they are now. No, yeah, they've really blown up the last, the last probably five to ten years, man. We've seen a huge boom in them. So, so yeah, it's gonna be fun, man. I'm looking forward to Monday night. Um, although, although I'll be I'll be listening to it on my headphones at work while I'm unloading trailers. But but yeah, I'm look I'm looking forward to it, man. Um, you know all the 
the the qualifying nights are going to be on flow racing and then saturday night will be on flow racing but also on uh, i believe it's mav tv yeah mav tv yeah so the final night will be on will be on you know network or cable whatever the hell it is but but yeah the qualifying nights are going to be on flow and to me I think some of the best racing is the qualifying nights. Like, yeah, it's good to see everybody on that final night, especially that, that, you know, that, that 55 lap main event. But I, I've always loved the qualifying nights. I think they're just so much fun, man. Yeah, that and there's nothing, nothing better than watching a bunch of guys fight. Yeah. To get to one of the most premier, you mm-hmm. sack races, but midget races. And yep. then the, competition's tougher on the prelim nights because i mean that's your one shot yeah and it's so going through the super bowl yes and it's so stress enduring right every single position matters because of where it places you on saturday and they only take what is it the top is it the top two it's either the each top two or the top three but i think it's the top two i think it's the top two this year so they take the top two and then everything else is filled out from the consolations, the LCQs on Saturday. And so you've got only 10 people who are going to lock themselves into the main event through the qualifying nights, man. It's just, it's, yeah, it's really, I love the format, man. And I think that's one of the reasons why this event is so cool. And uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. it it's, a, it's a unique race. If, if the listeners out there have never watched the Chili Bowl, I highly recommend paying yes. the monthly subscription to Flow Racing. And you don't have to sit down every night and watch it. You might no. watch it this night and then be hooked the rest of the week. Yeah. At least sit down and watch one night of it. It is it's wild. Yep. Absolutely it is, man. It's uh it's it's a lot of fun. It'll be definitely something to definitely something I'll be looking forward to this next week. So so yeah. But yeah, all right everybody. So that's going to be our pick. So to wrap up really quick, Keith has got Christopher Bell, T. Mez, Thomas Mezzerall, Justin Grant, Tanner Thorson, and J.J. Yaley. And I've got Kyle Larson, Rico Abreu, Ryland Gray, Brad Sweet, and Tyler Courtney. So good luck to you, Keith, in, in the Chili Bowl. I hope uh, hope your team does good, but just not as good as mine. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, it'll be fun, man. Oh, it's exciting. I can't wait. It is. So, but all right, you guys, that's going to do it all for today's show. Now, really quick, do us a favor, please. If you like this, you know what to do. Share it. Get it out there with all your friends who love racing. And if you really want to support us, head over to either Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating and review. That'll help kind of boost the show and get us out there. Um, we're still rather small and we'd like to get it bigger just because, you know, there's not enough racing content out there, at least especially dirt track racing content, right? I mean, if you want to go listen to your favorite F1 pod, you can. And although we talk about that some, there's not enough dirt stuff out there. So help spread the word and get it out there so more people can find us. But like I said, that's going to do it all. Thank you very much as always for joining us me and keith here on three wide in the middle keith i will talk to you later and until then as always everybody take care